Hi everyone and welcome to the Charmed Podcast. My name is Thomas and I am one huge Charmed fan, which is why I am bringing you all things Charmed together with my friends. Each week I am talking with a different guest about a different topic. We will talk episodes, storylines, which we may or may not have liked, all about the actresses, the actors, their characters, and of course, if you're lucky, some behind the scenes info. Please let me know if you have any suggestions or feedback on how to make this podcast just as magical as the show was. You can find me on Twitter and Facebook as Podcast Charmed. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Charmed Podcast. Once again, a reminder for everyone that you can also find all the episodes on my YouTube channel, Halliwell Creations. And if you haven't done it yet, please send me in your questions so that I can do a Q&A podcast episode in the future. For this week, I think it's kind of a tough episode, which I'm talking about. We are going to talk about season four premiere Charmed again. The episode premiered on October 4, 2001, and is the first episode to be a two-part one. The story was written by Brad Kern, and the episode was directed by Michael Schultz. Sorry if I destroy your name, Michael, but oh well. The episode is the first one without Shannon Doherty as Prue, and the first one with Rose McGowan as Paige. I am joined this week by the amazing, incredible, gorgeous, funny and my incredible friend from australia who lives in the usa kylie hello, hello. Hi, <laughs> that's the best introduction i gave anyone oh you're incredible and gorgeous and funny <laughs> keep going keep going and yes. both yeah. <laughs> the tallest person i've ever met <laughs> oh well Yes, thank you. <laughs> I know. Just yeah, flick that hair. <laughs> flick that hair. <laughs> so I was thinking about when we met. Mm-hmm. And just like uh, basically everyone who has been on my podcast so far, we didn't meet on Twitter, though. We met in Paris. We did, which is strange. I feel like it's usually the other way around, but we hadn't spoken on Twitter. No. And we had just like saw each other from across the room in Paris and immediately <laughs> it, the click was there no didn't we meet at Margot's or did we I meet so. because I met Dimitris first but that was in that the convention thingy where wherever it was mm-hmm. um and then I think we met there and then I also went to Margot's party yeah I think we may have crossed paths a bit before at the convention and yeah. but then like we were both at Margot's, which was so fun. That was, that was those were the best parties. I think that's the, the best part of conventions in Paris because we know we have a party at Margot's. There's uh-huh. wine, champagne uh-huh. for Janine, but uh-huh. wine for the rest of us, pizza, yeah. lots of laughs. <laughs> exactly. And it's always like, I think the thing that I really loved about those parties that I enjoy the most and that I just remember is like, it was in the apartment and obviously it's an apartment so it's not huge but there's always like 30 people crammed yes. into this living room and it's like you might not have met all of the people there but like you're forced to get to know them because you're basically sitting on top of each other which is like yes funding. <laughs> yeah <laughs> which now these days we can't really imagine that we, yeah you know like had parties in small rooms with so many people yeah now it's just weird I mean, uh-huh. the restaurants just opened here again. So going to a restaurant and seeing 
tons of people <laughs> is weird. <laughs> totally. It's so totally weird. Yeah. <laughs> Even thinking about conventions, could you imagine conventions in this? There are already too many rules, let alone like yes. it's the just, rules of today. But I think I would prefer a Comic Con above like the charm conventions from Paris because, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I, I was going to say, I think Comic Cons aren't that many people, but I think I'm wrong because <laughs> Comic Con is much more people than just charm conventions alone. Right. So many more people, but like, then there's like the subgroup of like the charmed fans and the people who are yes. just charmed and it's a lot tighter yes. and it's a little less than the like Paris conventions. It can be a bit more intimate, be a bit more like personal, which is, which is good. Yeah. But though rule wise, <laughs> I prefer yeah. Comic Cons instead of <laughs> <laughs> the Paris ones because yeah. they had way too many rules. Yeah. There are no rules at a Comic Con and it's like wild, wild west out there. Which is why I think Holly likes to go there. But oh well. <laughs> True, what a connection. <laughs> uh, so, Charmed Again, the episode. Mm -hmm. um, I think my first question for you would be, what is your overall opinion on the episode? Oh, it's interesting. I, I think I should preface this, this whole conversation with the same thing Demetrius did. I watch Charmed so much as a younger person, nonstop, encyclopedia of Charmed. As I got older, I think it's a little bit less. Not that I don't love the show. It's like, there's just other things to watch and so I'm yeah. super distracted. And so I hadn't watched this episode for years, probably like I've maybe seen it twice. And so like coming back to it after all this time, it was so fun because like I had forgotten a lot of the things that had happened in the episode. But like by and large, I really enjoyed it. I think that like thinking about the time period that it happened in and all yes. like the drama swirling it around it, I think they did a really good job of introducing a new character to replace such a beloved character. Like they did it very well. And they there is a part of me that wishes it was a little bit slower, the introduction of Paige. But yeah. they did do it over two episodes. So I yes. think they did take their time a little bit because I think they could easily like try and get it down in like one episode. Yeah. But they did ease into it. Um, but yeah, I think it was a good episode. Not without its faults. There's some things in there that now I look like watching it as an adult. I'm like, mm, I'm not so sure about that. And maybe we can talk about that. But like, yeah, overall a good episode. Yes. And is this is this the same opinion you had the first time you watched it? Or is this... or did it change now because you've gotten older? Mm, no, I think I really enjoyed the episode um, when it first aired. And like, I was a huge crew fan. Like I was devastated that like, obviously everything had gone down and Prue like died. That was, I can remember the, like watching that final episode of season three. Um, but like, I think I was pleasantly surprised back then as well to be like, Oh no, I still love Charmed. This is still great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was weird for me though, because I didn't uh seen all the episodes with Prue when I started watching. Like mm -hmm. I think episode 18 for season three was the first episode I watched. So I got more used to Paige than Prue because I had like four episodes left with her and then she was dead. And then Paige was already on. So Oh, interesting. Yes. But then when I, like, reruns happened all the time back then. So when I then 
started watching Charmed from the beginning, I had so much trouble with Paige. Mm. Again, even though I already saw most of the episodes with her, but then I, I missed Prue so much for some reason. Like I, I always do, like even in the final season, I was like, what would Prue do when Billy came along, you know? Mm. And that never happened when, if I watched the first three seasons, I'm never like, what would Paige do in this kind of situation? Like, what would yeah. Paige do if Prue got on a motorcycle on Piper's wedding and she drove off? You know, like, what would Paige do? That's that's not a question I ask myself. Yeah, but I do have that. The episodes without Shannon or Prue. That's so interesting to what like to think about watching it in the reverse. I'd never really thought about like how that might change someone's like watching experience of the of the show. Um, I think like something like there's something in that though like I feel like Prue just brought so much grounding to the whole show and like I think the the best bit about Paige but also probably maybe her downfall is that it, she was so light in the show yeah. you know there was a lot of like yeah. she's an addition she's like this layer on top of like what an existing foundation and so like you if you started with that like you've got nothing to compare it to so, so you're fine with it yeah. then when you finally get that grounding piece that is like what's like kind of set the foundation of the show I can imagine that would be like a little bit unnerving kind of yeah little yes yeah it's it's weird I mean I yeah it's weird I just love Piper more in the later seasons like she was such a baby and so you know sweet not that Piper isn't sweet but you know I love the sarcastic more Mm -hmm. I agree Paige is also a lot of like really sarcastic with her the thing her comebacks or <laughs> facial expressions uh -huh. you know <laughs> which it's like a different type of sarcasm though right yes like yes yeah. yeah I think uh, Piper is a little bit a little little bit a little bit <laughs> like me with uh -huh. my comments and I mean you know me so you can easily say if it's true yes or no so <laughs> you sarcastic Ryan what <laughs> me no, yeah. no, I don't even know what sarcasm is, yo. <laughs> so that's what I like more, I think. Yeah, I um, yeah, yeah, Pages was definitely a little bit more like silly and frivolous. Yeah. But still sarcastic. Yes. Definitely. But yeah, it's interesting. I am such a season one to three loyalist. Like I... It's not even just about the Paige Prue thing. It was just about like the nature of the show. I think I yeah. was really drawn to it in those early years. And like, I liked how much, like I meant, I think grounding is like the word that I have for this, this first three seasons and Prue is like, it was so grounding. And then I definitely see like four onwards as being like almost like another show, like a different, a different show altogether. But I um, think but that's I, also true because it kind of changed. Like the first totally. three seasons was really about the sisters who happened to be witches, and that was that that was the 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 main thing for the series. And then after Shannon left, magic school, mermaids, <laughs> Valkyries, you know, name whatever they all turned into. It uh -huh. got all. Uh, yeah like so much more fantasy if you will like those those bullcrap episodes <laughs> and I love it I love every episode but except the one with the painting which oh you, you know <laughs> yeah. I'm with you there <laughs> you know the most ridiculous episode about a painting Come yeah on, 
<laughs> Even my mother said so. Like I remember, like they re they did reruns with a remaster remastered episodes over here, and she was watching it again. My mother, and then the episode with the painting come on, and she was like, "I shut that shit off again because I can't watch that episode." <laughs> it's really one of the only episodes of first three seasons that I kind of like will skip over. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's just such bullcrap. <laughs> Maybe I need to watch it again, though. Maybe I need to give it another chance. Maybe with with all this time that's passed, I'll I'll have softened into it a little bit more. <laughs> so what if we just we both watch that episode and then we do another podcast episode about that episode? Yeah, look, this episode that we're talking about now, we're not talking about Charmed again anymore. We're talking about our three ideas of <laughs> yes. the painted world, and then we'll come back and do the like post watch yes. dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if we go back to Charmed again, okay. <laughs> um, I think what got me the most was Piper's grief. I think Holly did such such an incredible job in that episode. I mean, it starts the episode starts right away with her, you know, saying spells to to try to bring Prue back, um, and that she was mad at Leo for saving, you know, that he saved her instead of. Uh, Prue, I kind of, I think that's real emotions. I mean, not that you're going to try spells, you know, to bring someone back, but the feeling she had, I think that's normal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, hasn't she said that like a number of times, you know, those tears in that first episode. Yeah. Oh, like real tears. She's yeah. mourning kind of like the death of, <laughs> sounds so dark to say it like that way, but like a death of a co-star or like your co-star yeah. leaving. You're not even just a co-star but a very close friend yeah um but yeah i i agree i think i think um holly is the strongest actress in the entire series and i think her she shines in this beginning of season four like yeah. she is i think that they're her strongest performances by far like oh yeah she's just so in the emotion and you can really tell um that she is and I think that's what made, I think, like the introduction of a new sister in that episode, like so valid and credible. Like just because it, it felt everything felt real, like from the from the grief that like Piper was feeling, um, to like then like how kind of she kind of like slowly like came to throughout the two episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, just, I, I always. Uh, not that I laugh, but I love the the part at Prue's funeral where the demons come in and then she starts screaming and and knocks off the face. You know, that's just yeah. I laugh at the face part because I um I wonder if that was supposed to happen or that she was like so so in her acting emotions that she's like bum and then oh fuck the face. But oh well. Yeah. You know, I, I that's a question I actually have for her. So whenever, I mean, whenever someone sees Holly, ask her this question and let me know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd like to know, know too. Yeah, because yeah, I was, when I was watching the episode, that particular scene, which I thought was just like, gosh, give these girls a break. Like, yeah. they're trying to be at their funeral and there's like another demon there. Like, yeah, let them, let them cry for a bit. Um, yeah, I, I when she when she knocked off that vase, I was like, that was so strong and like sudden, and I didn't notice her face. So I might have to go back and like look at like her expression in that moment. But I I had the same question. I was like, I wonder if that was intentional or not, because it was th swift. It's just her face is just 
um, she's broken, like mm -hmm. really broken because it's Prue's funeral. I mean, that's why she's already broken. And then demons come in. The things that she that they put out for Prue were destroyed because of fireballs or energy balls, whatever. And then she knocks off that face, and then you can see anger. There's no mm -hmm. no more emote like she's not emotional. There's just anger in Holly's mm -hmm. face, mm -hmm. and I think that's for me that's the most powerful scene of the entire episode. Yeah, I would have to, I'd have to agree with that. I think also like in that scene, I heard it in her voice, like. Yeah. when she was just yelling stop like you can just hear it comes from her gut like it comes yeah. from her stomach and she's like reaching and it's not just for fiber it's for like it's holly it's, it's, for, like ho it's for holly else. yeah it's exactly yes yeah i so thought what... the other the other part um the other piece in the episode that i felt was just as like powerful i think for piper was like when she was like slamming all the candles down to summon Grem because yes. she just needed like some like you can tell she was just like I've had enough of this like I just want to talk to someone right now and like yeah I saw that same like fire that you see at the funeral like in yes. that scene again yes <laughs> it's like it, it's like the got the bull crap I want to talk to my sister because yeah. I I'm allowed to talk to my sister yeah, I'm a charmed one, damn it. Like, let me talk to my sister. <laughs> yes, I'm a witch, damn it. I've summoned people before and I'm going to summon my sister now. But yeah, right. Something like that. <laughs> I do have a question because I don't know if if it's something that you live in America, America, but you're not American. But I do have a question. The way her, the funeral was for Prue, is that mm. typical american style thing with the candles and and the, the the rope that goes in or is that something because they were witches yeah and that they did it like that because that's not how we do funerals here like i've never seen it so i was wondering if you know if that's something american or that it's that they did that because they were witches yeah i mean i've never seen a funeral like that like back in Australia I've never seen a funeral like represented like that in the states I've never been to a funeral here but even through or like any other tv show or movie when you see funerals they don't usually look like that and no. I did you think when I was watching the episode like this looks like a Wiccan funeral or yes. like some kind of like witch funeral and I did I did sit with it and I was like but they're not supposed to be exposed. But then I realized like they never really like explicitly talk about like how they identify as just like humans. Like they don't have to expose themselves as like the all powerful charmed ones without claiming yeah. some sort of like Wiccan religion. Is it a religion? Is that what we call it? I think so, yeah. And otherwise Belief? they will have hate comments when the episode is <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> I swear, I swear, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah it was interesting that they showed it that, that way and the other thing is you know it was like there wasn't a lot of like dark clothing it was a very light scene it was yes. like the, the the scene was was um was bright and light and all the flowers were bright and light and it kind of felt like that lent into more of that like good witch kind of yes belief and I also had the because there are like three candles that that the one blows that blows out and then which I never got was Ooh. when the the final candle is that, that that's blown out, and then they all start crying. So now that I watched it today, is that because the last candle rep represents Prue, 
like she's blowing that out so now she's really gone you know what i mean this is so dark (laughs) oh i didn't even notice the candle but are you saying that like maybe it was prue who who was there like present and she blew out her candle like okay i'm like leaving now and then everyone felt felt it yeah maybe i don't know because you see before that i mean you can see piper and phoebe crying but after Mm -hmm. the three candles are blown out then they like really start bawling their eyes out yeah possibly this i think there's like a lot of um like subtle symbolism i think in the whole episode i have a fun fact for you actually yes well i love fun facts (laughs) (laughs) so um i don't know if you noticed but like throughout this throughout the the episode kind of like up until page kind of starts to like come into the fold in the background of all of the shots everything is like on an angle like everything is like 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 offset like off center like everything's not like looking quite right and I feel like that is just like the the symbolism of like shit's kind of crazy right now like the top one is dead like yeah. people are trying to have to deal with like this new this new world but the fun fact being that that whole technique is called the dutch angle <laughs> for real yeah <laughs> like it's a camera technique it's called the dutch angle and i was like how, how appropriate that's really <laughs> that this appropriate. episode has the dutch angle in it <laughs> i mean I, I'm gonna flip my hair again. <laughs> Were you responsible, Thomas? Did you go back there and go? You know what we need in here—a Dutch angle. Okay. Well, next question. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I never heard about the Dutch angle before. To be honest. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a t- film technique to show that like things are not quite right. Like without saying things are not quite right, it's like okay, everything looks a bit off. So. Yeah. Also, I I have to go back a bit for the episode because I said that the uh, holly screaming was the best part of that episode but also piper in her bedroom before Mm. going to prove funeral that's so powerful yeah that's it like again you can see in holly's face that she's just completely heartbroken Mm -hmm. and she's mad mad yes at leo at leo yeah fucker anyway (laughs) uh, (laughs) and i also liked but I think that's after uh, the the funeral that they come back home and Phoebe had the premonition of Paige being uh, attacked by Shax, that Piper wanted to to quit being a charmed one. That was just, mm-hmm. I was also like, <laughs> I don't know if that's Piper <laughs> or yeah. that's Holly. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, yeah. I mean, there were rumors, you know, like they had, you know, I think so much rumors <laughs> <laughs> so many rumors so many rumors yes i will say one other thing about that scene with the bedroom because i thought it was really interesting because i feel like leo always has to be the str- he can't he never can show any emotion because he's an, he's a, he's a white lighter and yeah. you know, later on the elder he has to always contain himself and i think brian did a really good job in that scene to show that like in that moment leo is feeling a lot of guilt he's feeling a lot of like sadness as well but he has to keep it so composed for Piper and like be there for her and like be her rock and I think he did an amazing job and I really just don't think Brian gets enough credit for like how amazing I I think he did it playing Leo and I think that was probably like one of the most touching things I think yeah of Leo I think Brian is underrated 
for the entire the entire series i mean he has he has a lot of good episodes like i i think it's charmed and dangerous in season four when he's been shot by an arrow for by a dark lighter and that she is pulling it out like the way he is like screaming and and the (laughs) that face you know it's just it's so good and then saving private leo is i think Mm. the best episode uh leo centered centric centric well about leo and um i i he is really underrated he is he is so underrated i think he did an amazing job and i think yeah he's underrated but i feel like maybe the people that be at the show like realize how how like grounding and good he was for the series because like they kept him around for so long but um and holly and brian's chemistry is just amazing amazing It's, it's on screen and where you go to conventions, it's even <laughs> yeah, better. Totally. totally. <laughs> it's so um, much better. I have, speaking of saving Private Leo, I have the original script of that episode. I won it at a convention and Brian signed it. And in it, you can see some of the rewrites or like things that he had like, um, like marked as like, really? This is like, yeah, this is like a, a like a, maybe a line that I'm going to change. And it's so special to me. <laughs> so I like have a really big soft spot for Leo. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. I'm jealous. <laughs> just a little bit. Sitting in my charmed room with my book of shadows and all the other charmed crap. I'm jealous. If of I ever decide. To... <laughs> <laughs> I'm all, like I want your whole charmed room. I feel like if I ever, if I ever like get rid of any of my charmed stuff, it's all going to you. So you're like, <laughs> yeah. <there. laughs> <laughs> um. So now this is just, I mean, they they learn on a well, like they, uh, Piper summons Grams and then Grams goes like, uh, your destiny still awaits. And she's like, bitch, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Again, Grams, why so cryptic all the time? Grams? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then later we find out that uh, the source already knows that Paige is another charmed one. So that's why he sends Jax after her. And then the girls also figure out that that Paige might be their sister. What? <laughs> what would your reaction be if this like happened to you? Like you've lost a sibling and then a grandmother comes in and is like, by the way, you have another sister. Ooh. At the same day that you buried, you had the funeral for your brother or sister. I'd be mad. I'd yeah. be like... <laughs> what like you kept it all this time <laughs> honestly i think i would be i think i would just done i would just be in denial really i would yeah. be mad that like like hello ghost of my grandmother come <laughs> back here and like drop this news on me on the day of my sister's funeral like give me some time like let me do the dishes first yes of all the <laughs> people from my funeral before you like drop this information on me that would be my first reaction but then i think I would just be in denial. I feel like I wouldn't, and this is what I think I mean when I said I wish it, it had taken a little bit more time to like introduce Paige into the fold because I was like, gosh, like you don't just accept someone like that straight away. Like you could be completely fine with the whole concept, but the whole like mind shift you have to do to be like, okay, I'm gonna like now almost replace my sister, older sister with this new person. like. That's a lot to take on. I, I think I would just be in complete denial for so long. You could have probably made a whole season of me being in denial. <laughs> <laughs> but wasn't Piper, I, I think Phoebe accepted Paige way too quickly. 
Yeah. He was like, okay, I have a younger sister. Let's, you know, move in with me. Blah, 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 blah. Kind of like the reboot, mm -hmm. you know, like, mm -hmm. oh, I think I'm your sister. Oh, well, bitch, come on, move in. You know, let's do this. But I think Piper struggled the entire fourth season. Mm. And that during the end, when she told Paige in the kitchen that she, um, you know, wants to have children, but that it doesn't work, you know, that at that point, that's when she accepted Paige as her sister. So I, mm. did, I do think that they stretched it out uh, long enough. Enough for TV, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I, for I TV. Agree. Yeah. For TV. Yeah. For TV. Yeah. I, think, um, I think you're right. And I think... I, there's two things I think I really liked about like the way that Piper kind of like her journey of like taking on Paige is that like I think the, the Charmed Again is one of those episodes where Holly the actress does a really good job of saying a lot with just her face yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. like no dialogue yeah. and so one, so one thing I really like is that like Piper was always so like willing to save Paige and like make sure she was okay and like not killed by Shaq so like lured over to the evil side but at the same time like you could tell her she was like holding back a lot but I don't think she ever made Paige feel like bad for being there as her sister I think she recognized that like it's not Paige's fault that she was born into this and like then was given yes. up and now is coming back there was this kindness to Piper that I really liked even though she was like she had a wall up yeah. Which is just a testament is, to her character. I, yeah, but also quite normal, I think. Yeah. I mean, she, they, I think both, like P Piper and Phoebe, never really mourned the loss of Prue because they had immediately had to, you know, uh, try to save Paige and vanquish Shaxx and then the source trying to do stuff, you know, vanquish the source and then, you know, all that, all the crap. There was a lot that was going on. There was a lot of going on. Yeah. I also think um, it was a really nice parallel of how Phoebe and uh, Piper kind of switched roles from like the yeah. very first episode. Like in the very first episode, Phoebe was the one coming back. Piper was the one that was like, come in, like, let me welcome you. And then Prue was the one who was like, help, kind of like standoffish about it all. <laughs> and now like in this like new yes. first season of like the new show, complete role reversal but I think there are a lot of parallels for the first episode and charmed again because mm -hmm. uh, they also vanquished their first demon in the attic oh yeah like, Jeremy was also vanquished um in the attic and then Shax is vanquished in the attic so yeah there are a lot of and like what you said about the you know the, the shifts in in their roles that's also mm -hmm. a parallel with the first episode so mm -hmm. I think so there's true. a lot of that yeah they did such a I think they did such like really the more they talk about it, I think they did a really good job of that episode the whole episode it's funny because after, because you dive in like really dive into the episode like what we are doing right now that more comes back mm -hmm. like it's not I have notes but all that's on here, I've already said. So it's just. <laughs> <laughs> You've already gone deep into all of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's just, I think it's funny. No, it's not funny, but it's, it's just a really powerful episode. I do like the first part more than the second part. Mm -hmm. Because I think the first part is really about 
the fact that proves death, uh, death, death, Jesus Christ, proves death. Yeah. It, and then finding out you have another sister, you know, I think that's, yeah, that's, I don't know. Yeah. Second part, always when I go to the second part of the episode, I'm like, no. I feel like the second part of the episode becomes more about like the, like the more like the regular episodes that we see, you know, each yeah. episode is a new demon and a new problem and a new thing that they have to fight and solve and whatnot. I think, um, so I watched it and I, I think I watched it like in the way that I watched it. I think it was just through like iTunes, like the, the, like the episodes that I had purchased, they put the two episodes together. So it was kind of just like a long movie. And I think that yeah. impacted how I felt about it because it didn't feel like one episode and two episodes. It was just like one long thing, which may be why I think it felt a little bit rushed. But I think if it was like part one, all about grieving, like crew, mm -hmm. like dealing with the loss of your sister and then having, if you want to add having a week then to like sit with that and then like come back to it and then see like Paige introduce, like I think that like speed or pace would like would have made much more sense back then but because I watched it kind of like back to back yeah it it felt a little bit like a little faster I get it yeah yeah, yeah. It's just, not that the second part is a bad episode like it's it's a good episode but it's just it's kind of struggling it's the first time we see Phoebe cry about the fact that Prue died mm -hmm. which I was like eh. <laughs> I mean I know Alyssa can act you know, but the 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 crying scene um, when she's in Prue's room, that's just mm -hmm. really bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. But it was really tender. I it was just like so nice that Piper finally like let let some of her anger go and was just there to be like present with her sister. Yeah, that's good. But Alyssa's acting, <laughs> like crying, is just it's like Kaylee Coloco crying at. The series finale which you have never seen but it's like it's <laughs> awful God, I've never had to see that <laughs> I mean if you look back to the good the bad and the curse like season three Alyssa's acting is like on point in that one like when she's mm -hmm. like crying because she's being you know Bo is hit and stuff that's amazing and if I compare that to what we see in Charmed again she's just really in a bad job yeah but you can forgive them for that. I feel like, you know, when Charmed was being made, it was in that golden era. Like, was it the golden era of television? One of the eras of television. Yeah. You're churning out 20, what, 24 episodes a season. They're like yeah. full length, like 40 minute episodes. You're probably working a lot. Like, I think like actresses today in like those TV series where there's maybe 12 episodes for two years, like you have a lot more like time and space to refine your performance. But I imagine back then they were doing like really long days back to back. Yeah. I think yeah, we're like 16 hour days or something sometimes like I'm already tired if I work eight let alone <laughs> if I had to wear, work 16 hours a day on your feet like babbling my, demons. yeah <laughs> but then imagine doing the emotional scenes like you that takes so much energy mm -hmm. and yeah. then doing that for like 16 hours a day how could you have any tears left like how could you like your dog died you can't even cry because you cried at work you know like you get <laughs> you used up all your tears you used up all your tears like it's gone so yeah. I think, yeah but I think that's the reason why you can kind of forgive sometimes throughout the series the performances can be a little bit inconsistent but it's like 
gosh, they were doing so much. Like, yeah, you can have you can have Alyssa being great in one one episode and maybe not so good in a crying scene in another. Okay, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, not not great. Can can I ask you a question? Yes. How did you feel about like the whole concept of the what did they call it like the magical window or the you know that 48 hour 48 time hour period window. yeah yeah um i i don't know really i think at some point i think it's oh that that, that it's good although i don't think they did it right because they they say that if she uses her powers for evil, she becomes evil. But I think or feel like that when you're trying to give someone a heart attack on the street, while using your powers, you're already using your powers for evil. So she should she should actually be evil. Mm. I mean, she but... didn't kill him, but it is in fact using your powers for something evil. So I think they did it wrong. I did like the concept of it. Yeah. Do you think that it was still wrong? Because, I, okay, and this is probably going into the, like, maybe, like, the more criticisms I have of the, the episode, <laughs> of where, like, I think there's so many holes in this episode. <laughs> but, like, with that whole window, like, she was using she was trying to give that guy a heart attack on the street but it was because he was like she thought he was abusing his son yeah so like is it for evil or is it is it for good was that like an intentional like blurry line well i think at the moment you're trying to get to take someone's life it's evil like whether like, i mean if you kill someone like if we kill someone because it's a rapist or because it's hurting his child or her child, we're still a bad person and we're still going to prison for murder. So we still killed someone. Yeah, we still killed someone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I guess in that, like the intention doesn't really matter. No, like the out the outcome would have been evil. You're taking someone's life. Therefore, yeah. you're evil. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I can see that. But I think the whole show just plays with that whole concept of like, what is evil? What is good? Oh, like, yeah. like, in general. What's personal gain and what isn't? Yeah. I mean, exactly. Paige, I feel like Paige calling for ice cream and three spoons in season seven counts as personal gain. I don't know. She what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I've completely like blanked that out of my memory. Remind me what happened. It's when they both, all three have PMS. And then uh, <laughs> Piper is uh, trying to tell uh, Piper or Phoebe and Paige about the fact that Leo killed an elder. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, this is something serious. And then, or that she's, I want to talk to you. And then Paige goes like, well, that sounds serious. That calls for ice cream with three spoons. And then they all win. And then she's like eating her Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. They're so strong on that personal gain like peace so early on and then I feel like they kind of just like forget about that as the oh, seasons yeah. go on but I think that also speaks to the way that the whole show progressed over time it's like very early on it's it's all about like the seriousness of like being this witch and like upholding this like destiny and then like as it progresses it becomes a little bit more lighter and 
I don't know, maybe that comes with these humans becoming more comfortable with being witches over eight years, I guess, but. Mm, sounds fair. Yeah. Yeah. I did like, I do think, I do think that season three and four are the most powerful seasons of the series. Mm. Because I really like season four and three. Like I could watch those all the time. I agree. I think they're like the, they're like the, the the crux of the whole the whole series and it's good that you, you get the contrast of both like prune in one and then like page in another for yeah. sure i think season three is my all-time favorite season yeah mine too because it got darker it got yeah like the seasons one and two are great i prefer season two over season one but mm-hmm. season three got so much darker but it was really i i really liked it Mm-hmm. The, the, it ha- the, the way they went with the story and the episodes and yeah and I had some beautiful scenes like the whole like I think Piper and Leo's wedding was like was such a beautiful like scene and that whole story was really good and I think it had a good balance of like those episodes where they're turning like into other things like other whether it's like other people or other personalities or completely other I think like by season, beings. yeah I, I also feel like for season three from season three to the last season they had drama episodes where like a lot of was happening and then the episode after you were there was like a funny episode like blinded by the white lighter is such a funny episode like the, mm-hmm. the comebacks the girls have like you know those are amazing and that kept going that's for season four the same five six seven eight there are a lot of more episodes where you where I laugh at least yeah yeah well actually like speaking of like the laughing piece in the charmed again episodes part one and two what I really liked about those episodes when it came to the humor is like they're sad episodes they're like a turning point in the whole series and like there are a lot of fans at that time who weren't happy with the whole transition and who were grieving like the loss of their favorite characters. But like, I think the writers did a really good job. And I don't know, maybe it wasn't the writers, maybe it was also the actresses did a really good job of injecting some humor into those episodes. Yeah. Like some of Piper's like comebacks and just comments that she made. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Alyssa sent like Detective Cortez to like Timbuktu. Like yeah. <laughs> they did a really good job of like putting yes. in like little funny mm-hmm. moments to kind of balance out how heavy the, the whole thing was which which really what really made me laugh was um that's the beginning of the the second part um when daryl's at the door and they are like in the kitchen and then the doorbell goes and then piper goes that better not be another long lost relative at the door and she's out <laughs> and i'm like yep yeah <laughs> it's exactly. those those comebacks that those are brilliant yeah and i think um i think rams added a lot of like Light, lightness too especially when that first time where I was like trying to summon her to, to like talk to to Prue or like to try and get Prue but like he gets Grams instead and Grams like is just classically terrible at lying and it's kind of like a bit flighty <laughs> and like off with the fairies like she, <laughs> off with the fairies <laughs> off with the fairies like literally off with the fairies go off with Prue but um yeah and then and then she kind of says she continues to say like your destiny awaits with like a smirk on her face (laughs) yeah yeah like your destiny still awaits 
Yeah, like I'm telling you I'm, something. <laughs> yes, I'm telling you, you have another sister, Piper. Get it, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> There's a punchline here, Piper. <laughs> oh, and she goes, she goes, um, when she's like trying to, I don't know, I can't remember what, at what point in the episode it is, but like I really laughed when Piper was like, I'm just going to go summons a transparent butt. <laughs> yeah, it's at the point where she realizes what, what a Graham said about her destiny. Uh, <laughs> and then she goes up upstairs to the book and then Phoebe's like, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm going to summon her transparent butt to find out exactly what that reason is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's so great. It's good, so good, great. Good humor throughout the, the episode, definitely. Yeah. <sighs> I just can I just say I love talking to you. This is just, it's go, it's so natural, you know. I know. Like it's so like, easy to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel so, like you could give us any topic and we would talk about anything for hours. I feel like. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I, we did that once. Remember that day we were on that Zoom for like eight hours, and I think oh my god, people, but I feel like I just spoke to you eight hours. <laughs> and I was just so completely drunk. <laughs> And yet we still managed to have a really great conversation. Yeah, but it was because of your game with the with the cards. And then oh, yeah. my boyfriend also joined into the Zoom, which was yeah. so fun. Oh my gosh, your boyfriend. I know. <laughs> oh, he's so sweet. <laughs> he is. We are probably going to move in together next year. Oh, that's exciting. Yes. Are you... I like, are you... Are you like how do you feel about that? Are you excited or are you nervous or both? Yeah. And I'm a little like he wants me to give up this room, like mm -hmm. like taking down the charm stuff. Like not Why? all because he needs the space. And I'm like, uh... well, just sell your stuff because I'm not gonna get rid of this room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you can't get rid of that room. I won't. He doesn't know so that he, yet, he, but I won't. He's <laughs> going to move into your place. So he's yeah. going to find a different, okay. Yeah. And wait, doesn't he live away? So he's also going to move cities or towns? Yeah. Yeah. He lives 15 Ooh, minutes away. Oh, that's such a big move. Yeah, and he's like, he's like living in this um, countryside, if you will. Like a lot of uh, farms around his uh, village that he lives in. Mm -hmm. Town is not a village because it doesn't even have a supermarket so it's just a town kind of and I don't I can't live there because I just live in the city I live nearby Amsterdam there's like you know those there's always sounds around yeah here. there's some stuff going on yeah and I I, I remember <laughs> the last two times that I, I was at his place I woke up in the night because I could hear cows and I was like <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> you know, like there's nothing like waking up to the sound of some cows in the middle of the night. Did you dream about you know when you dream, you like were you dreaming about cows? You could hear cows and then you wake up yeah. and you're like, oh that's why I was dreaming about cows, because there are actually cows here. Exactly. That's um, what that that's what was happening. But it's just I can't do that. Like and all my friends are here. Like I have mm -hmm. my friends, my my family, uh I still do uh, community theater, which is over mm -hmm. here. I have my job. And he doesn't really have friends. Mm -hmm. I mean, he had friends, but they let go. Of, they, they, um, they didn't want anything to do with him after he came out. Mm, that's so terrible. 
yeah yeah i mean like man that sucks i think moving moving to a new city then is a good right way for him to like obviously be closer to you and then like build up his circle again of like yeah because if i if i see that when he's here and my friends are coming over there they just accepted him and they already gave them uh, he, he got their number you know like if there's something mm -hmm. wrong even if he is at his place just call and we will come you know like if mm -hmm. there's a problem call us and we will be in the car on our way to help you so mm -hmm. i think that's a beautiful thing and i also think that whenever i don't think we're gonna break up but you never know if you do break up that he still has friends even yeah. though we, we broke up so i think yeah. that's that's a good thing Totally. And I think that's such a nice attitude for you to have because I feel like a lot of other people would be like, well, they're my friends first. If we break up, they will continue to be my friends and they will no longer be your friends. But I just don't think life works like that. Like, No, but don't you like both, like for him and my friends, they invest in each other. So exactly. even if it's, if you have a relationship for like 10 or 15 years, then you just invested those those years into that friendship. So how can I then make them not having any contact with him that's that would exactly. not be fair so it's not fair but yeah. i just think like a lot of people don't think that way and i think it's beautiful that you do think that way because like that's like what i normal like like kind human being would do <laughs> yeah although i must say it has to, it, it depends on how we break up oh like yeah if totally he, if he's fucking someone else and he can you know <laughs> fuck off with all my friends they are my friends and you can you know i don't give a fuck yeah. what you're gonna do with the rest of your life but right. if we are just like breaking up because the, you know it's just you grow apart yeah like then yeah if if he still likes my best friend then sure why not yeah yeah exactly exactly but like look do not let him take that room away from you I won't I will have to have words <laughs> you know me I will I, that, but that will never happen you're like this is my non-negotiable you're like you taking this room away from me is a red flag so a red flag <laughs> red flag everywhere yeah ain't gonna happen <laughs> yeah no well he said I have like this these two chairs and a, a table and he was like okay but if you take that away then I can have like my my cl my closet for my clothes that can be just right there and I'm like mm -hmm. no get less clothes and he's <laughs> and he's like why not because I as a because I have my you know the, the things for the bats like charmed are hanging on the wall I that means I won't see them so no that can't happen I love this. I love this. I wish I could be on a fly in the wall, just like seeing you discuss your charmed room. Shall I just um, like make a voice uh, uh, recordings and then I will just send you those when we have the discussion? Although you, everything is in Dutch, so you won't understand the freaking thing. I, but we can I, do that. I could feel the tone through the Dutch, I'm sure. Yeah. So do, wait, what do you say? How do you say charmed in Dutch? Is it just charmed or yeah, charmed. do you have a different word? Okay. Yeah, charmed. I, I believe it's different in German. The German or Austria is it? It's Sauberhaften Hexen. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I believe I might be saying Sauberhaften Hexen. Sauberhaften Hexen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will send you a message on Messenger. Can you can you check in on Messenger while while we're doing yeah. Zoom? <clears throat> Let me see. 
Oh my gosh. Imagine like <laughs> with a Sama an accent once. Like, <laughs> if you would like how would you say <laughs> the charmed ones? It would just be like a 10 minute episode just to say <laughs> the charmed ones. <laughs> Imagine the spells. <laughs> yeah. Or like the power how do you translate the powers of three without a spree? That's a whole series. <laughs> I said it to you. Sauberhaften Hexen. Sauberhaften Hexen. Hexen. Yeah. Sauberhaften Hexen. Yeah. Like if they I, I don't I really don't like the translation to Dutch for the charmed ones, but that's magische machten. Wow. Which basically if you if i translate that again it's magical powers oh Do I, say I kind of like i like that yeah i like that a lot like it it feels more mystical yeah maybe yeah yeah did you watch charmed in dutch originally or in english english because we only always had um uh, subtitles uh, did you, is that one of the ways that you learned English? Because I know that like a lot of the other fans, it's kind yes. of like one of their main well, ways. I, I really learned English because back then, when when I was like a huge fan and still new episodes were coming, there were also like message boards. And I was mm. on those message boards a lot, which is where I learned my English. And then I downloaded the episodes because it took forever for them to come here. Yeah. So I had to load the now you can download movies and episodes with subtitles, but that wasn't the, the, the case back okay. then. So yeah, I really had to learn, which is I still, because of that, I still watch everything without subtitles. Mm-hmm. Except for McLeod's Daughters. When I was watching that. <laughs> I love that you watch McLeod's Daughters. <laughs> it's like, it's like easily the top five, one of the top five things I like about you. You watch <laughs> But that was such a good show. Oh. It was, did you, did you ever watch it? Look, I watched it when it was on TV when I was back home, but like I never really got into it like you did. But I just remember parts of it. They, it's kind of interesting. Not a magical show at all, but there's like a lot of parallels with like yeah. the concept of charms, you know, like yeah. sisters. Were they sisters? Or were they yeah. cousins? Yeah, sisters. sisters? Yeah. McLeod's daughters. Of course, they were sisters. <laughs> Um, <laughs> wow um, but yeah there's lots of parallels lots of parallels yeah. In- instead of san francisco they're on a farm Classic. such a parallel yeah Please. san francisco is a farm so it doesn't matter <laughs> no, but i really liked that show the acting was incredible like i remember i i was actually i don't know if you have seen that episode where claire died Yes. I mean, that was like a cultural moment in Australia. That was like, when I watched that episode for the first time, I was off my game for a week because it was so brilliantly done. Like the Mm -hmm. acting for for both of those actresses was amazing. Yeah, I remember it being very emotional and like, was there a lot of, I mean, this is the whole show, but I just remember a lot of like gold light. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the exact scenes, but I do remember it was quite like impactful the time that it aired. Yeah, it was. How did you? Oh, go on. It's, it was just, 
because you it was like the end of the the third season and you watched that though i mean they were separated at one point when they were younger and then they got back together because their dad died and you can see them building that relationship again and they finally had that sister relationship again and then there is that car accident and then claire like pushes tess away and she's like look after charlotte i love you and then the car goes down and i was like yes that's it yeah and it was just i was like bawling my eyes out like it was just so you you felt so much for tess if you will Mm -hmm. because you've seen her like you've seen those two grew up getting grew up together even though they were adults at that point Mm -hmm. but it was just amazing and i remember when Tess got out of the car early and that or first and then she tries to she finds a rope in the back and then she tries to to put that on and then she realizes that the, the rope is too short and then you can see the car like sliding off the ah. cliff and she tries to pull back that the truck and I'm like oh, gosh <laughs> I kind of want to go back and watch it now it's like... it's so good like I can I get even teary eyes talking about it and goosebumps because it was just so good oh my gosh I need to, yeah I need to watch it again because yeah I do remember like now that you talk about it like how like heavy that whole thing was but like the moments of like she almost she could she could tr- almost like try and save the whole situation but doesn't <laughs> but, and she failed <laughs> but it should I, that was just an amazing show but how did you yeah. find mcleod's daughter all the because, way over there <laughs> because they were um it was aired before or after the reruns of charmed like we had at first we had uh buffy angel and then charmed like every day of the week mm-hmm. well like monday to Friday and then Buffy and Angel stopped and then they replaced that with McLeod's daughters and I believe the ghost whisperer at that point <laughs> the ghost whisperer yeah. Je- Jennifer Love Hewitt yeah <laughs> okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, that's how I because I saw the trailer for McLeod's daughters and I was like I think I might like this show <laughs> it's such an odd show to be amongst all of those supernatural shows it's weird it's it's but it I was, guess it's like the the female lead kind of thing yeah yeah, yeah, it was just so, and that's also because because of McLeod Sodas, I fell in love with the Australian uh, countryside, like the farms mm. and those. That's just so freakingly beautiful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. It's beautiful. Go, go visit Anna on her farm. She's got real McLeod daughters going on over there. It's, uh, oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah, <laughs> I, re- I would love to visit Anna for once. Like, that would be so cool. <laughs> so cool. I think we've all got it on the agenda. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should just, like, just go and not tell Anna. And I'm like, here we are. Just turn up. <laughs> yeah. She's got plenty of room. I feel like we could pitch some tents, like, in her farm, like, even if you can't have us all in your homes, we can just like all camp. I'm like, we, will camp, we will camp. <laughs> get the oh get the true Australian experience. Yes, without the spiders, that would be. Without the spiders, all the snakes, no snakes. No snakes, no, no spiders. Okay. I bet you no miss snakes. those living in America. I keep telling people here, like every time people, every time I say I'm from Australia, people are like aren't there like animals that are there to kill you like all the time and I was like I'm like no that's not true like one 
Like there are things that are going to kill you, but you don't see them. Here <laughs> in America, you can go on a hike and there will be a gigantic moose just there. And like those things are huge and can kill you. Or like in my neighborhood, I go up to the park and there's like warnings about like coyotes that could come and attack you in the dark. I'm like, we have little spiders to deal with. You're talking about big animals <laughs> that could literally overpower me. Like, and on top of that, you guys have guns. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> there well, are lots of things that can kill you here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Charmed again. I hope everyone liked our conversation. <laughs> I'm not, I was like, maybe I should edit it out, but I think it's fun. So I will just leave it in. <laughs> Probably everyone is like, are they, are, they all, are they already talking about charm? No, still my class <laughs> daughters. Okay. <laughs> fast forward, fast forward, fast forward. Fast forward. Yeah. Uh, oh so, no, people are going to hear my terrible German. <laughs> but they also are going to hear mine. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I don't know if it's German or Austria. Oh. We probably we should verify. ask Deborah. Yeah, let's ask Deborah. Oh, Deborah. Deborah, if you're listening to this, is it Sauberhaften Hexen or just Charm? <laughs> <laughs> Please tell us, Deborah. <laughs> Deborah. <laughs> And we all know what it is in French, right? Shut up, man. <laughs> no, it's so cute. It's I so love cute. French. <laughs> I'm going to record with Yana soon. <gasps> God, oh. wait. God, wait. Oh, my gosh. Can we do a trio episode? One? Okay, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to talk to both of you at the same time. Well, well, it's because it's time difference-wise, it's a bitch to plan these episodes. Because oh, it's, it's a like, like you are like nine hours or no, I am like nine hours in the future for you. Mm -hmm. Then I had last night, I know two nights before I did another episode with Kevin, which was like seven hours. I was seven hours in the future. And then the time difference with Cindy is 10 hours. She is in the future. And then <laughs> it was... <laughs> so time zones are ahead. I'm finally happy that now that I have the date planned with Janice, that it's just, I don't care how late it is because we both share the same time. Excellent. Amazing. Which is great. <laughs> so I'm settling in for a four-hour episode that day, right? If that's how long it's going to be to sure. listen to. Yeah, no, yes. uh, no. <laughs> I think the subject is cool. Like we will talk about the impact of the show, what it had Ooh. on us personally. Oh, I love that. I love that. I think that that's a really cool great episode. topic. Yeah. Yes. And especially from your own personal perspectives, that would be amazing. Yeah, because I always ask everyone who's my guest the questions, but no one knows how I'm feeling. <laughs> mm. Mm. Which is also why I did the Q&A, like, if you people have questions send me the questions and then you know you can have my opinions so yeah we've got the best opinions <laughs> spicy sometimes but they're good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes spicy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> oh well um so the second part for the episode i i really don't think we should talk a lot about it i do think that a few parts were like what I really liked was when they are at the book um, and, and they are enchanting these glasses and then the pages go by them by itself and then 
they said, thank you, Grams. And then Piper goes, how do you know it wasn't someone else? And mm. I think that was nice. Like, <laughs> on the other hand, it was nice. On the other hand, I also think that they always, the, those three seasons, they always had to look in the book to find stuff. Mm-hmm. So how do you think that proved not that she's dead knows what's on every page of that book? So how mm. could she flip those pages? You know, I, I liked what they, you know, like it could be proved, but I was like, no, can't. Oh, so you don't think it was true? I like the idea of it for it being proved that she's still around to help yeah. uh, them. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, same. I enjoy the like the concept of that that she was looking over them um and then but yeah I agree like how would she know I'd never thought about that but it's, it's true it's just um weird. it is weird and I also what I also don't get but that's because I have the book of shadows myself that it's like they are like what, flipping through the book like weeks to find a spell to vanquish a demon but I'm done flipping through that book within an hour so how can you not <laughs> you know <laughs> hey, we don't know if the pages just keep morphing or like you know more pages get added it's a magical book pages grow surely oh okay yeah that's true <laughs> <laughs> um I will say about like crew like watching down I <clears throat> like I mentioned I hadn't seen the episode like the charm again episode for years and so I'd kind of forgotten that some of the things that had happened in there and in my head, I had thought that once season three ended, we never talked of Prue again. Like we didn't mention Prue by name. Mm. Like, like beyond the beyond that first episode. Like, of course, Piper would be talking about like that she misses Prue and that Phoebe misses Prue, blah blah blah. But like, um, I didn't realize that like Grams kind of said like I was with Prue, so we we acknowledge that she exists somewhere, so yeah. she's still around. Yes. And then like. I feel like she was like, we're helping her settle in. And so it kind of left the door open for like Prue to come back at some point, like for us to be like, oh, what is Prue up to in the like afterlife or whatever. But I had completely forgotten that that had happened. I had thought that like they completely closed the door. And so when like a lot of people would talk about reunions or like a season coming back, I'd be like, how would they bring Prue back? It makes no sense. You don't go like (laughs) four extra was it four extra seasons not mentioning Prue and then like bring her back all of a sudden five yeah yeah like I don't that last season it doesn't exist for you it's four seasons but it's (laughs) yeah for everyone totally forgotten yeah I but they never bring Prue back though like they which I, I I think it's a shame I think it would be nice to see um Prue and Paige meet Mm-hmm. I think I if 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 there was a movie or yeah just I don't I want a movie nah, I I it's not that I want a movie but if they did a movie then I hope it would be about how Prue and Paige meet mm-hmm. like that's what I want to see but then again we also all all know that it will never happen now because I don't really see Rose and Alyssa work together again so <sighs> yeah there's a, there's a lot of stuff there but you know what I'm kind of fine with that I've always said that like. I'm really not that I, I still need to watch the last season but like I'm really not like too concerned with that ever coming back I think I think that it it ran its course and I think we got a good like number of seasons that and I think the ending that we got was perfect because they weren't uh cancelled you know during filming or whatever that they were just like shut down 
they knew it was the last season so say they really had time to wrap things up and i think they did that perfectly yeah i mean i still don't know what happened in that last season but and and especially in that last episode i can kind of piece things together but i don't know for sure and i like that mystery but like everyone i talk to who don't exist within like the charmed community like just people in my everyday life who happen to watch charmed when they were growing up or whatever something that they consistently say and these are people again who aren't like diehard charm fans they say like the series finale of charms is like one of the best ones they saw because like really wrapped yeah. things up or it was like very clean and it was like they did a good job and so like that's a really good point to end at yeah like yeah. you said and you it's know? just like they they brought so much characters back that we 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 loved like you know petty was there grams chris uh, Wyatt, Victor, the only one who was missing was was Prue. Mm, I wonder what she was up to up in the, in the afterlife. <laughs> Maybe she's at the sports bar where Paige thinks Leo is when he goes up to the elders. Yeah, yeah. yeah my bar. wife thinks I'm up there. <laughs> <laughs> there's, just, there's just Prue knocking a few beers back. <laughs> um, yeah, so for the the the, the things left for Charmed again, I think a beautiful ending to that episode um, is Paige meeting Patty for the first time. I think they, they did a good job on showing that. Um, mm -hmm. And that you, I, I think that's a little bit of a part where Piper kind of accepts Paige, but not fully. Mm. Like, she's still like a little uh, resistant to to accept her as her sister and that mm -hmm. she was needed to continue her charm destiny and mm -hmm. i think that was that that's something that was shown good i think that they yeah really point that out definitely and like i think she did that scene well because i can't imagine it would be easy seeing your like mom suddenly embrace a complete stranger as, as she would embrace you like with the same yeah. amount of love yeah and like I think she did a really like I think Piper obviously the expression on her face when that happened it was very like again like Holly did a great job of like saying so much with her expressions it was very like she was like loving the moment and like saw how special it was for for those two but still like had her own reservations and so yeah. I think that was really powerful Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're at the end of the episode, but I want to talk about one thing that we haven't covered yet. Yeah, sure. Because it blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, here we go, people. <laughs> <laughs> at the end, and I just want to see if you can shed some light on it. At the end of season, the all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Phoebe and Cole make a deal with the source, right? That she's going to stay down there, and the time yeah. reversal will not affect them. How the hell did they come back and charmed again? And I think like hardly I think, any mention. I think it's explained by the fact that Leo um, also helped. It's in some way that Leo also helped Cole and Phoebe to get back. Right. Because Leo, Cole, and Phoebe are the only three people who know what happened. Piper doesn't because time was reset. And yeah, Leo, and then do they ever tell Piper that she died? I th I think so, but I, I I mean Leo was also in the underworld together with Phoebe. 
when that happened. So I think that's how they got back. But like, how did the sausage, I mean, I guess maybe that's why the source is kind of like hunting coal because coal left even after making the deal with the source. I think, doesn't the source like say to the Oracle, like if you had foreseen that a white lighter would help save Balthasar and his witch, they, they'd all be gone. Oh, I missed that. I must have missed that. Because I spent the whole episode going like, this is a big oversight. <laughs> like, but I how also, are they all going to come back? <laughs> I also think that that's why people think there is a second part to All Hell Breaks Loose. Because it's just, it was an open ending, uh, a season three finale, because it was, um, it was it, the, the episode was written like either one of the sisters could die. Piper mm. could die, Prue could die, and Phoebe could have died because they just didn't know which one they were going to let go of. I mean, Holly, oh. they knew Holly was going to stay, but they didn't make a decision whether Shannon was going to leave or that Alyssa was going to leave. So they wrote that season finale like every each sister could have died in that episode. Wow, I don't remember that at all because I remember that episode being very clearly in my head, like the, the, the news at the time and the tabloids at the time was like, Shannon is out. Like that episode means that Prue is dying. Yeah. But like, I do remember people thinking there was a second part to that episode that never got aired and that exists somewhere in the ether. And yeah. Imagine if it came out, if there was like a, here's how it could have been. <laughs> I think that would have been cool, but I also think that because there are a lot of people editing videos on YouTube and that they made this alternate uh, second part to All Hell Breaks Loose, mm -hmm. which is, it's it's brilliantly edited, but it's not real people. So if you still believe that, <laughs> then where the fuck have you been all these years? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> How do you explain the rest of the, the like, the preceding season? Right. Um, yeah. Can I just say, by the way, that I, I just said in the intro that it was October 4, 2001 that Charmed Again premiered. Mm -hmm. So the episode is 20 years old this year. Wow, October 4, so it just passed. 20 years old. Wow. For fuck's that sake, I was 10. <laughs> yeah, I was. I remember I was in first year of high school and I was like, yeah absorbing all of that emotion as, young the emotion. as a young whippersnapper <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my gosh i can't believe are we old no we're not old. no we're not of course not, not. old <laughs> we're not old we're just oh. gonna need to sleep after this one but no we're not old years. honestly anything after the year 2000 i feel like was just yesterday so just think about like the the year 2000 was like 21 years ago is just madness to me it's madness <laughs> so oh do you have goodness. any other things that you like we need to discuss for the episode um look i could go into a whole rant about cole and phoebe <laughs> but <laughs> let's not do that i don't know if we want to go there i don't know if we want to go there um, well let's just let's just let's ask this if you guys want to hear kylie about phoebe and cole <laughs> send me a message and I will schedule another episode with her <clears throat> where she can talk all things about Phoebe and Cole. I don't know if anyone wants to hear, like if you're a Cole and Phoebe fan, you probably don't want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
okay. I know you have a whole episode on Nicole and Phoebe, and I haven't yeah. haven't been able to listen to that one yet. But um, yeah. <laughs> Cole and Phoebe. Yeah, <laughs> Let me say, not... there's not many things. There's not many things I will fast forward through, but it's the painted world and Barbara's <laughs> <laughs> <That was all. laughs> hmm. I liked it, but oh well. Um, I know, I know you do. So I guess that means we're at the end of our episode. Um, and since you've listened to some of my episodes, I do you know what which question I'm going to ask you right now? Um, I think so. Which but is, you could just throw a curveball. <laughs> I could, but I'm not. So is it why did I start watching or something? No, what 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 is it that made you fell in love with Charm so much? Um, I think for I think it reflected my world a lot. I've I've always I grew up with like a single mother. I grew up with a lot of people around, a lot of women around me who were just like strong, independent, resilient, didn't rely on the patriarchy to like get by. And like, I didn't obviously when I was a kid, like realize that because I didn't have the language for it or like didn't understand what that meant, but like I could just feel it. And I think watching that show at the time, I probably didn't even realize that I was seeing some sort of like relevance or relation to like these three women who were kind of like out here saving the world on their own um but yeah I think it was just I think it's just nice to see like three strong female leads and I know that's like a cliche answer that said a lot but I think it was the most impactful part about the show and it kept me hooked and I think it's obviously like played a huge part in like how I view the world and like what I value and how I think I should be in the world. So I watched it and I continued to watch it because I just thought it was so cool to see that on TV. Um, but did it also shape you as a person? Like, did oh, yeah. are you, are you totally. like the person you are today is, I mean, not only because of Charmed, but partly also because you watched Charmed? Yeah, I think so. I think it had a huge impact. Like the way, like I always reference, you know, the greater good. Like I think... <laughs> And I think like this past year with, you know, we don't have to go into like all the pandemic stuff, but like this idea of like, yeah, you can go throughout this world just caring about yourself and being very individualistic about how you progress through the world. But like, there are things greater than us. There is good that is greater than us. And sometimes we have to make our sacrifices on our own individual selves to like progress as a society and progress as a community. And so I think like, yeah, it, it definitely shaped shaped me both in like how I see myself as a woman and how I see myself in my power as a woman, but also how I like perceive the world as like there is a good that we should always kind of like fight towards. And sometimes that means like being like that fluffy, like kind, loving person, but sometimes it also means being a little bit hard and like making tough calls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, it's a nice answer, I have to say. I really liked it. I oh, also I really that. I appreciate you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I also really, really, really liked having you on on my podcast. I think it was. Oh, it was so much. It was fun. so much fun. Um, I will not even edit. I will. I will not edit anything. I will just upload it, and then next week <laughs> on Sunday you're on. It's just 
<laughs> oh my gosh, how exciting. It's so exciting. I think it's also the first episode I don't have to edit, which is cool. Oh, so really? oh, I mean, wow. I could I could edit and then add in some part of the episode, but I don't think I will do that. Okay. Well, because... I trust I trust your your instincts with this one. Oh, good lord. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh thank you. I I really think I will have you on again because that would be it would be fun fun i'm excited i'd i'd love to I'd love to chat again you've actually now that i've watched just gone back and rewatched a few episodes now i'm kind of feeling inspired to continue and maybe maybe i'll get to the very end <laughs> this time maybe i think you but well, that also means you've never seen uh, via con leos uh-huh. that's true whenever you've watched that episode we'll do an episode for the podcast again. Okay. All right. Let's let's do it. I've set myself a task. It's coming into winter over here in San Francisco, so I got some uh, inside movie TV time to to get to. So okay, maybe cool. Chandler will that. So people stay tuned for uh, the Via Colios episode with Miss Kylie. Um, <laughs> then all that's left to say is thank you all for listening and I will hear you all see you all speak to you all next week on a brand new episode. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>